New on Curiosity Stream, how do you connect a 16th century potato to limitless energy production? Could Napoleon's toothpick have a direct link to a machine that predicts the future? And how can a 1700s conch shell chart a course to humans connecting their brains to the internet? James Burke's visionary series Connections returns for a new generation. Experience all new Connections. With monthly, annual, and bundled plans, find the one that works for you at curiositystream.com. For the best TV viewing experience, witness the coziest maroons, the most vibrant and brightest moons, the eeriest and darkest tombs, and radiant and vivid hues in any type of room with the Neo QLED and OLED TVs by Samsung. We're supposed to say Samsung, but that didn't rhyme, so <laughs> you're welcome. Samsung, more wow than ever. watching us this is the osmo nhl dfs strategy show and i am your host michael clifford joining me today is the scorpion to my sub-zero your single entry soul stealer mr joshua harris josh how you doing today bud pretty good what was i think mortal kombat 3 for playstation 2 the guy who threw his hat goes let go my ego (laughs) it sounds like you're saying let go my ego i can't stop thinking about that today after watching that mortal kombat preview i'm pretty (laughs) Okay, I think you're thinking of Kung Lao. I don't remember the Lego My Ego thing. <laughs> it sounded uh, like you're saying Lego My Ego, like the waffle commercial. <laughs> well, I mean, they used to just yell so much random stuff in the in the Mortal, old Mortal Kombat games, like Raiden, whenever he used to do his jump or whatever. Yeah. So uh, Lego My Ego definitely sounds like something you could hear uh, in a Mortal Kombat game from the 90s. But we're not here to talk about Mortal Kombat today, although I wish we were because that movie looks sick. Uh, We're here to talk about the NHL. Uh, Let's get to that by talking about last night's slate. Uh, Last night's slate, you (laughs) some people tried to fade the chalk, uh, the Edmonton being the chalk, and uh, I was one of those people, and it's a reminder of what happens uh, when you fade Edmonton chalk Things can go very poorly, very quickly. Connor McDavid, goal to assist. Uh, Yessi Pugliarvi, uh, goal and assist. You might have had Kyler Yamamoto uh, for some added power play exposure. He had an assist with a couple shots. Uh, good night for uh, Edmonton. Was it a good night for Josh Harris in the DFS streets? 
I actually cashed without having Edmonton, but I got pretty lucky. Uh, <laughs> I used Barkov. I used the Stars. But then I I used someone on this – who was it? Norris? I think I used Norris as a one-off, and he kind of got there, donked me into the cash. But, uh, yeah, I mean – Edmonton wasn't really a slate breaker because Dryside only had three shots on goal. But if I think if you wanted to be at the top of the GPPs, you really needed Connor McDavid. Yeah, for sure. Because there wasn't a lot of three point performances last Maybe night. Like I, yeah. I think he was the only one. Yeah. So um, he, you know, he coming in as a highest uh, scorer on the night, you probably uh, needed him to succeed. Uh, Minnesota, Arizona, I know a few people, myself included, were pretty high on Arizona. They didn't look very good last night, but really neither did Minnesota. Like, I like I don't know how much of that game you watched. I only watched uh, the second period, but it just looked like a game between two teams that just didn't want to play hockey last night. And I'm wondering if we don't see more of that moving forward because like obviously these are two teams that are still playing for something because they have playoff implications but a lot of teams don't there's only really like two playoff spots up for grabs in the entire NHL so like are you worried about teams maybe experimenting with lines or cutting down on ice time or bringing in new players or just generally not even caring over the next three weeks yeah I mean like the younger teams, they're going to start doing some weird stuff, you know, call up their guys from the taxi squads, give their young guys a shot. Which actually may be good for DFS because there be some good young guys you can use that are cheap. But you look at these teams like that game last night, the only line that did really looked involved was the Erickson Eck line, but they're always like that. So, like, you got to look for these teams like the Rangers. They still have something to play for, even though they're not in the play. Like, there's only, I know there's only two playoff spots technically up for grabs, but there are some live teams that think they're still live. Maybe in the last week or two, it's going to get pretty choppy and pretty bad. But I mean, it's something to take note. But I think it's a good it's a good thing for DFS because, um, you know, we can look to take advantage of those spots. Maybe the public isn't onto it yet. Yeah, and that brings us actually to a question from YouTube. Uh, we have a super chat from Clayton. Clayton, thanks for uh, giving us that super chat. Always good to see you. He asks, for teams who are locked into playoffs, will we see a change in top-line minutes for teams out in infusion of young talent? Like, we just did talk about that a little bit, but I think the ice time thing uh, is something that probably should be brought up. Like, I think you're g- there's one team we're going to talk about later and it's Pittsburgh and it doesn't seem they're really cutting their ice time, but there's another team. I think it was Tampa Bay that really seems that they're cutting down their ice time on their top players, which makes sense. Like Tampa Bay's effect. They haven't had a playoff spot locked up for a month, but they've effectively had a playoff spot locked up for a month. Right? Like I'm pretty sure uh, Yanni Gord, like I'll go double check when you're talking, but I'm pretty sure Yanni Gord leads their forwards in ice time per game over the last two or three weeks. So, um, obviously Yanni Gord is not their top forward, even with, uh, Stamkos and Kucherov out, but it kind of shows that I think they're probably going to give more ice time, you know, teams that are way, way out front. Like I think Vegas can clinch a playoff spot here tonight. Um, you know, Colorado is obviously going to clinch a playoff spot here. Not too long. Uh, Tampa Bay and Carolina, Florida, those teams as well. Um, like, do you see, like, we could easily foresee those teams, like, just cutting back big time on their superstar minutes, right? Like, bound from, like, 2021 to, like, 17, 18. Oh, yeah, especially teams like Vegas, Colorado, and Tampa. They're, I mean, 
they would have to lose every game and something else go drastically wrong for them to miss. So the, they'll probably cut back a little bit. I know McKinnon likes to get his minutes, so he may, he may still play over 20. But uh, teams like Pittsburgh, they're not completely guaranteed in yet. Like the Rangers are still hanging in. If the Bruins, the the Islanders, or the you know the Penguins start to falter, the Rangers could hop them. So you may see some competitive minutes until you know the Rangers falter, the, it gets closer, or whatever. Someone gets mathematically eliminated. But it's definitely something that we need to look at going forward. I'd imagine the teams that are on the bubble are still going to obviously play their guys. Uh, but you know the Vegas is the Colorados and the and the Tampas of the world. You can start playing you know those depth lines a little bit more because they'll probably see more minutes. Yeah, and I looked it up um, while you were talking there. I what your Gord isn't at the top, but he's number two in ice time. Um, and no forward uh, since the trade deadline is playing over 18 minutes a game for Tampa Bay, and that's with Kucherov and Stamkos out. So obviously they're not even trying to. Like they're still trying to win games, but they're not really, you know, putting, you know, brain points, not going to play 22 minutes a night game in a game out. Right. So uh, just something to keep in mind as we get uh, moving towards these games. Uh, while you guys are here, if you could throw us a like and especially subscribe, the subscriptions really help grow the channel, helps combat the algorithm, helps us uh, get to the top of that algorithm and really keeps these shows coming. Uh, we have show, you know, we're running like it seems like 12 hours of shows almost every day now. So. Uh, throw us a like, a subscribe, a notification bell is there if you want to get notified whenever we do get on the air. And today's show is sponsored by Jock Market. Let's talk about this show sponsor. Jock Market has turned fantasy sports into a stock exchange. Jock Market allows you to buy and sell share shares of players in real time for real money with guaranteed payouts for all shares at the end of each night. With daily markets for NBA, NHL, and PGA, you can make real money every hour, every minute, every second of any match or game. Use the pregame IPO to pick up shares of your favorite players, then buy, sell, or hold them during the game based on your own analysis. Download the app to get started and use our exclusive Osmo promo code NHL 20 for a $20 bonus on your first deposit. This is an exclusive offer only for the Osmo community, so make sure to take advantage of it today. That's our show sponsor, Jock Market, and the promo code is Osimo, NHL 20 for a $20 bonus on your first deposit. All right, we got seven games ahead of us. Let's get to these games. The first one we're going to talk about, Josh just brought them up, the New York Rangers with a 2.5 implied goal total are going into New York to face the Islanders, and the New York Islanders have a 3.0 implied goal total. It's going to be Igor Shesterkin for the Rangers. Uh, the Islanders aren't confirmed, but I'm pretty sure Sorokin started uh, on the weekend, so I think it'll, it'll be Varlamov here tonight, but uh, that is not confirmed just yet. All right, resident Rangers fan, uh, let us know what you like from both sides here. Yeah, I mean, I'm not exactly sure how the Islanders are going to match with Michael Dow Cole on that second line. Maybe the Barzell line goes out against the Zibanejan line because Zajac's up there. Um, from a Rangers side, it, it's really tough to – say like, oh, let's let's stack against the Islanders because they are a good defensive team. They don't take many penalties. Uh, and the Rangers are really pricey. Like uh, Panarin is 8,300. Strom is 6,200. Blackwell, Captain Colin Blackwell is up to 4,000. So that second line is, you know, pretty expensive to stack. That top line is good. I, I mean, they're, they're really pricey as well. Like, I don't know if I want to stack that, that top line uh, at that price going into the Islanders, their ownership is super low. So if you want to do it in MME, I think you can have a couple. 
But really, I'm probably going to be underweight on the Rangers tonight. I may have like a, I don't know, like I, I may take like, if I'm trying to get in an expensive power play stack, I may have, you know, like a one-off Capo Caco or one-off Alexis Lafreniere, something like that. But I'm probably off the top six tonight. And then on the Islander side, uh, the Rangers have been pretty good defensively. Igor Shesterkin has been very, very good recently. But um, that top line can be had defensively. That kid's line can be have de- had defensively. So if that J.G. Pajot line is going to go up against Hedo, Lafreniere, and Kako, I, 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 I like that third line tonight. Bavillier, uh, Pajot, and Wallstrom. Uh, I think you can – they're a good filler. They're, like, they're cheap. You can use them in – However you want, I think you can do an MME. I think you do it in a limited number of lineups. But I really like that third line. Uh, that second line with Michael Dalcol, if he is there, well, you never know. They might change up the lineups a little bit. I don't, you know, the Nelson Palmieri combo is fine if you want to put in Dalcol. Sure, um, and that top line is okay. Like I prefer Palmieri up there beside uh, instead of Zajac. But uh, you you can stack that top line. It's more of an MME thing for me this game's mostly mme without uh, uh, except for that third line is, is a nice filler yeah i i want to talk about the line matching real quick because you did bring up dal cole and he was playing with bailey and nelson um back in march when that happened they weren't using the bailey nelson against the opposing top line so i think I, like i don't know exactly how the line matching is going to break out break down but it, it seems pretty safe to say that islanders two isn't going to match up against rangers one so at least we can get that out of the way so then it's going to be one of islanders one or islanders three against rangers one and i think like those aren't good matchups for i don't think they're good matchups for either side honestly like i think like you mentioned how good the islanders are defensively and they are really good defensively one thing i want to mention i think i brought this up on a show last week they're starting to play at a higher pace they're still playing very well but they're starting to trade chances a little bit more. And that's something that's interesting to us because the Islanders of two months ago were not trading chances. The Islanders of two months ago were playing lockdown defense and hoping to win every game 2-1. The, lo- the Islanders of mid-April pl- are playing different, and it's it, it breaks down in the numbers. Um, 5.2 expected goals for plus goals against per 60 minutes over the last three weeks. And before that, it was 4.2. So really... The pace has gone up nearly 25% over the last month. So I kind of like the Rangers here a little bit. I I, I kind of agree with you that I think it would be more MME. Um, I'm not sure I would get to them, you know, in one lineup, but I'm kind of tempted because I think I'm going to play one to three here tonight. And I look at the ownership. Rangers one, 1%. Rangers two, under 1%. Like on a seven game slate, for a Rangers team that has been as good offensively as anybody else in the league for a month now, I kind of think it's worth the risk. So, and they have to win. <laughs> yeah, that that too, right? Like they they're under the gun, like to actually win some games. So, like you don't have to worry about you know Artemi Panarin only playing seventeen minutes, like you might worry about Braden Point or something like that. Panarin's probably going to play twenty plus. And the Islanders have a bottom ten penalty kill by expected goals against. Um, over the last month they're just getting bailed out by their goalies now they don't take a ton of penalties you brought that up they don't but the penalty kill at least has fallen off so playing at a higher pace penalty kill falling off rangers playing well with no ownership i think it's worth uh, a ranger stab here um i would go to rangers one they've actually really turned around their play over the last month or so 
Um, on the blue line, like Keandre Miller is, is a guy that kind of always pops out to me, but I think you said it on our last show lately, uh, our last show together last week that he's just, his peripherals just haven't been there. And you're right about that. I think Jacob Truba is a guy that we both agreed on last week. I think Jacob Truba might be my focus here again in this one. What do you think? Yeah. I mean, his price is up to 5,600, but you know, he does, he's not the best real life defender, but he's good for DFS. He blocks shots, puts shots on net. He gets power play two time. Obviously if you're, you know, you want to use Fox, that's fine. He's almost 7,000 though. So it's tough to really get him in. Truba 5,600 is more reasonable and he shoots the puck more, boxes shots more. Fox is more of a, you know, score sheet type of guy. Yeah. And I think that's kind of where I'm coming from. Like it's really hard to pay up 6,800 for Fox. um, Especially if you're, uh, stacking with Rangers one because you know those guys can get expensive. Um, Crowder fifty three, Buchnevich at sixty six. So you're playing paying twelve k just for your wingers, and then then you're adding Mika Zibanejad. You're up to almost twenty k. So uh, it can get expensive. So like if you don't want to pay up fifty six hundred Truba, like I understand that. I think you're fine just not using a defenseman at all. So that's kind of where I'm at in this one. Uh, in goal, Shesterkin at seventy five hundred is kind of a, like. I think I'd, I'd rather 71, 7,200, but he's been flat out one of the best goalies in the league this year. Yeah. Um, it does work. Like, I agree with you. <laughs> the past two games against the Devils, the Rangers goalies kind of melted down in the third period, but uh, I don't know. Uh, Igor is rested. The price is good. You know, this is a rivalry, rivalry game, and the Rangers need to win. So, you, yeah, I like Igor tonight. Yeah, I don't mind Igor Shesterkin at either. Um, I might just correlate him in Rangers lineups, but don't mind him here tonight. All right, let's move it along. Let's get to our next game. Carolina with a 2.7 implied gold total. They're going to Tampa Bay. The Bolts have a 2.9 implied gold total. Um, Alex Nedeljkovic was confirmed by the Hurricanes. There's no confirmation from Tampa Bay. The assumption is that it would be Curtis McElhaney because uh, Andre Vasilevsky uh, started last night. The reason why I think there could be a little bit of a wrench in the standings here is Carolina, Florida, and Tampa Bay are all neck and neck in points. And the winner, whoever finishes with most points between those three gets Nashville in the first round of the playoffs and the loser gets to play the other team that they're playing with. So the first place team gets Nashville, whoever uh, doesn't finish first, gets like Carolina or Florida or whomever. So getting first place in this division can be pretty important. So I think there's a chance they could actually go back to Vasilevsky here. But with the way they're treating their forwards, I suspect that it'll be McElhaney because they, it, I think they would much rather, like from their perspective, they'd rather have a rested Vasilevsky going up against Florida than a tired Vasilevsky going up against Nashville, right? So I think that's kind of the way I would look at it. So I'm going to assume McElhaney is starting here tonight. Um, Martin Natchez is a guy to watch for. He was injured in the game last night, uh, finished the game. Um, seems like he should play today, but that's something to watch for. You know, we'll get coaches comments in three hours and then, you know, at about five 30 Eastern, and then we'll see warm up at about six 30 Eastern um, to see exactly uh, what's going on with him. But just a couple things to keep uh, clear of. Uh, McElhaney and Nett and Natchez part possibly injured. Uh, all right. I'm going to ask you what you like here because I think, um, like the last game, there might be something on both sides. Yeah. I mean, I, I kind of get why it might be McElhaney. 
but it also could be Vasilevsky. But like, I don't think the Lightning care who they play in the first round <laughs> because they're going to get Kankos and Kucherov back. Uh, so you know, we'll have to see. It's a seven o'clock game. We might get confirmation at six thirty. Maybe at six fifty-five, the Lightning beats have been pretty bad with the the Lightning confirmed goalie. But this is a redux of last night. Uh, the Gord Goudreau Coleman line is going to get the Aho Foss Fetchnikov. Kind of takes me off the Carolina top line. If you want to, you know, if you're making 150, you want to have a handful of Carolina one, that's fine. Carolina two, Niederreiter is back up with Trocek. If Natchez is in, uh, I kind of like that second line a little bit. They are pricey. Uh, I don't think I'd get to them in one to three. I don't think the Carolina Hurricanes are going to be a priority for me on this slate. Um, just because of the unknown, like this is a back-to-back on the road. They are playing a good team. It could be Vasilevsky again. He didn't get much work yesterday. Uh, so there's a bunch of unknowns. If Netches is out, the lines may be who knows what. So on the so I'm kind of off the Hurricanes tonight. And I'm I'm not really on the the Lightning either. They're more of an MME play for me. That top line still fully correlated on the power play. Um if you want to play them, I think that is perfectly fine. Their price is in check. Their ownership isn't anything spectacular. So I think you can do that. I'm off the Gord line because they're going to get the Ajo Svechnikov matchup. And I'm not a huge fan of the Kaloran Sorelli Johnson line. If you want to use Kaloran for power play one, that's fine. But really, you know, this game, I'm probably going to be off. And maybe if I was making 150, I, I'd have a handful of the top lines. Yeah, that Coleman Gord matchup against Stall Niederreiter really takes me out of both of those lines. Like Gord Coleman Goodrow is one of those uh, cheap third lines, cheap-ish third lines that we I uh, tend to go towards. Um, they're probably out of play for me because with Niederreiter back on that stall line, it just makes it so much better um, as opposed to Mark Nook or somebody. So I'm out on Coleman and Gord, and I'm out on Niederreiter and Stall. So then I look to the top lines. Cause you're right. It looks like the top lines will probably face off against each other. And like, I'm a big believer in Alex Barre Boulette, but he hasn't looked that good in the first three games since he's been up there. He's been fine, but he, he doesn't look like, uh, you know, we talk about Carter Verhage and Jonathan Marcheseau and all these guys at Tampa Bay finds. He doesn't look like that player, at least not yet. And like, let's give him a little bit of a break here. We're playing in a pandemic season. It was it's his first three NHL games. He's stepping in right in a cup cont- on a onto a cup contender that's missing some of its top players. So it can't be easy for him. But at the same time, they're post they posted like a forty six percent expected goal share in their three games together, and their three games are were against Florida uh, and uh, Carolina. So I don't imagine why their numbers would get any better in this matchup. So like, I could see having some interest in the Carolina top line. It's just like you said, back-to-back on the road uh, against Tampa Bay, and and it might be Vasilevsky. And, like, Tampa Bay's defense is probably the best in the league, right? So um, I'm probably out on the top line. I really like Martinuk, Trocek, Natchez because they're going to get that Kalorin-Sorelli-Johnson matchup, and there's nothing that scares me about that matchup, like, at all. Like, Tyler Johnson, like, he has decent defensive numbers this year, but his offensive numbers are friggin' terrible. And Anthony Sorelli, wonderful, wonderful defensive player, still not quite a great offensive player. So I think Tampa might, that Tampa line might struggle to generate some offense here. So I like Martin Trocek and Natchez. 
It's just that we don't know if Natchez is going to be healthy. So that's kind of the problem I'm running to in this game is the one line that I really like, the Trocek line, has a player that might be injured. So, like, as of right now, I might not actually have anything out of this game, but I will say I do like that Trocek-Natchez pairing, provided that Natchez uh, is healthy. So just watch for warm-ups. Um, on the blue line, uh, I think there might be a couple guys on both sides. Like, Tampa Bay they've effectively gone to five defensemen. <laughs> like, I th- like, I think Luke Shen is their sixth defenseman. He's playing like eight or nine minutes a game and everybody else is playing like 20 to 22. So um, I think you can just kind of like, that kind of takes Victor Hedman out of the play for me, right? Because I don't think you're going to see too many 26, 27 minute games from Victor Hedman for the rest of the season. So Hedman's probably out. Hamilton's probably out at 7,200. Are there any other defensemen in this game that you like? Chernak, McDonough, Savard, I think he definitely could play. Uh, Savard's still under 3,000. He played 22 minutes, I think, last night. So he's definitely in play. Like It's kind of like how I say with the wild defensemen, you can play any of the four of them if you have a preference. You play them. For me, it would be Savard, then Chernak, then McDonough. On the Carolina side, I think, you know, Pesci, Slavin, or Brady Shea are guys that I would uh, consider one-offing. For anybody watching out there, Josh has been practicing a Joe Pesci impression for like 24 hours now, and he won't do it on the show. And he, I, like, it's kind of frustrating me, but <laughs> I don't want to put him in an awkward spot, so we're just going to let it go for today. If if you ever seen the, the video, because I'm from... I'm originally from New York, so I have that accent. I, I hide it when I'm on the show. If, if you've ever seen the YouTube video, My New Haircut, like I start good with Pesci, but it turns right into my new haircut guy. So if you haven't seen that, YouTube it. You'll, you'll know why. <laughs> so anyways, between here and the end of the season, we're going to keep egging Josh on to give us uh, his Joe Pesci uh, impression. Uh, before we forget, I imagine we're not like, I'm not even going to ask you about $8,000 McElhaney. Uh, are, would you have interest in a 7,400 Nadelkovich or is that a little bit too expensive? I was actually interested in using the Nadelkovich uh, yesterday if he was in. So yeah, I have some interest in him tonight. It does worry me that, you know, the, the team is on a back-to-back and they just may be out like, so they may not just care, but yeah, at 7,400, I, I, I have to consider him. Yep. I completely agree with you there. Uh, We've got a massive, massive USC card coming up next Saturday. Usman versus Masvidal is set for April 24th. And we here at Osmo are giving you a great deal on an Osmo Plus MMA monthly pass. Get 50% off your first month of Osmo Plus MMA when you use the promo code UFC261. That's $14.95 for 30 days of Osmo Plus MMA. This package includes full access to our fighter projections, ownership projections, top fighters, tool, lineup builder, and the premium Slack channel. This offer is valid through Saturday, April 24th. That's this coming Saturday. So head on over to Osmo.com. Sign up for Osmo Plus MMA with a promo code UFC261, and you'll get 50% off your first month of Osmo Plus MMA. All right, let's move it along. Columbus Blue Jackets, 2.3 implied goal total going into Florida. The Florida Panthers have a 3.3 implied goal total. Judas Corpusalo confirmed for Columbus. Spencer Knight going for Florida. 
That is very interesting for a number of reasons. The first one being uh, he's supposed to be their goaltender of the future. Uh, and he was only, I think he was only drafted last year. Was it 2020 he was drafted or 2019? Anyway, they signed Bob to that ginormous contract. <laughs> yeah, so it was 2019. Yeah, 2019. So he's only 20 years old. Uh, he was a first-round pick. A couple great years in Boston College. Uh, he's supposed, like I said, he's supposed to be their next big, uh, he's supposed to be their next goalie. That's why they drafted him uh, 13th overall in 2019. Uh, but it is his first uh, professional hockey game, like ever. Uh, he hasn't played in the AHL, no ECHL, nothing like that. He's going straight from college into the NHL. So like, I, oh, I should mention Max Domi's healthy scratch again here tonight. Anyways. Uh, so like I don't want to, I don't want to just be like I'm going to avoid Columbus like I do almost every night because there's almost no point in ever playing Columbus. But I also don't want to avoid Columbus because like yes he's supposed to be the goalie of the future yes he's supposed to be great et cetera et cetera but this is still a 20 year old goalie who's never played a professional hockey game before so. I'm kind of torn on what to do with this game. So why don't you try to lead me to the light here, Josh? Yeah, I mean, Spencer Knight has played, you know, some high international tournaments, though. So, I mean, he's probably been in some pressure spots before. This may be different, you know, your first pro game. You know, you see guys, like, make their first MLB start and they can't get out of the first inning, something like that. Uh, So, yeah, you got to keep it in the back of your mind. But, like, if there's ever a matchup to get your first – NHL start it is a torts led blue jackets team um and he's 6500 on FanDuel so if you're playing on FanDuel I think you definitely can play him 7900 on DraftKings maybe a tougher pill to swallow um new on curiosity stream how do you connect a 16th century potato to limitless energy production could Napoleon's toothpick have a direct link to a machine that predicts the future? And how can a 1700s conch shell chart a course to humans connecting their brains to the internet? James Burke's visionary series Connections returns for a new generation. Experience all new Connections. With monthly, annual, and bundled plans, find the one that works for you at curiositystream.com. Looking for a fun way to win up to 25 times your money this football season? Test your skills on prize picks the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of statistics, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and an enormous selection of players and stat options are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million football fans who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com/get100 and use code get100. That's code get100 at prizepicks.com/get100 for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Let's start with the Panthers. We were on them last night. Um, or I was, a lot of people were, their ownership. Uh, Vots is watching, he'll make fun of me for saying we. You know, <laughs> we love to see it, Vots. Uh, 
Uh, so yeah, you go back to that top line. I wish it was anyone, but Mason Marchman, I keep saying that, but what you can do is you, you lock in Barkov and Gusev and you, you mix up Huberdo and Hornquist. Hornquist still wildly overpriced on the third line, 7,100. He's going to be low owned, so you can put them in. Um, yeah. And then that second line looked good last night. The Huberdo, Bennett, Duclair, and the third line looked good. Vetrano, Wenberg, Hornquist. But I think what you know, I want to go back to doing is put in Barkov, Gusev, and mix and match with Huberdo and Hornquist. On the jacket side, Doma, or, yeah, Max Domi's out again. Uh, so I'd imagine the lines stay similar. Uh, if that's the case, I do have some interest in that top line in MME. Bjorkstrand, Roslovic, Atkinson. Also, if you want a one-off Patrick Laine, I you know, at his price, I think you know, he has the upside. We haven't seen it in Columbus, but he does have the upside on the power play to score multiple goals. Uh, so maybe at that price, you take a couple chances on him. Um, this was Wabrowski or Dridger. You know, I, I completely be off the Blue Jackets, but because of Spencer Knight in his first pro game, I think you have to consider, you know, Blue Jackets in MME. Yeah, that's the... <sighs> I want to play Atkinson, Rosovic, Bjorkstrand. I really genuinely do. I like I'm with you. I want to play that line in this matchup here tonight. I can't trust Hortz. I just can't do it. Like I there's something in my brain right here that's telling me don't ever play a player coached by John Tortorella. And like the thing is that's one of the lines that's actually been staying together. So like I think there is merit to playing them, especially with Mackenzie Wegar and Aaron Eckblad both out. Like Florida's missing their top pair and their top pair are by far their two best defensemen. So like, I think I might get to a point where I'm going to play some one-off, maybe one-off Bjorkstrand or one-off Atkinson or something like that. And I think I'm on the Florida side. I'd probably prefer the second line. Like they're going to go into that test year line, a matchup. And we talk about it all the time. Any line that line A is on sinks them defensively. Uh, And you saw that last night. Think about this. A line with Sam Bennett as the center ran over them. Like (laughs) Sam Bennett could barely stay on the fourth line for Calgary. He goes to the second line for Florida and they run over Patrick Lyonnais line. So like, I'll probably, I, I like that Florida two line. It's just the problem is there isn't a ton of correlation there. So I think it's more one-offing uh, from Florida two. So like, I think this is a game where I might be one. The only duo I really like is Barkov and Gusev. The rest of the time, it'd be like one-off Bjorkstrand, one-off Duclair, one-off Bennett, like something like that. Um, I think this is a game I'm going to be picking one-offs from uh, rather than full stacks. On the blue line, like there just isn't a lot on either side that I really like here. Like I know people will play Jones or Del Zotto because of ice time. I, I guess that's fine. Uh, Gustav Forsling, I, sh- I should say, excuse me, pardon me. He's always in play. Uh, any defenseman here that you like in particular? Not, not really. I mean, Strawman on the top pair, Min Price. Um, I guess I, I was hoping Brandon Montour would get some power play one time over Yandel, who's just a bag of bones at this point. But, you know, I guess that's a wait and see. So I, I don't really like the defenseman on either side in this game. How about in goal? Uh, Spencer Knight, 
7900 on DK. I think that's a pretty easy fade. I think he's super cheap over on FanDuel. So Min price 6500 on FanDuel, I think. FanDuel, you play him. DK, you fade him. Are you are you worried about ownership though on FanDuel? Like at that price? I mean, yeah, but at the same time, at that price, like where goalies go up to like nine thousand on FanDuel, I think you take the savings if you need it to get in your guys. Yep. Okay. Fair enough. I uh, can't uh, disagree with that logic whatsoever. All right. Next game, we got the New Jersey Devils going into Pittsburgh. New Jersey's carrying a 2.3 implied goal total. The Penguins are sitting at 3.7. Mackenzie Blackwood looks like he has an injury, so he won't be starting tonight. Uh, It's going to be probably be Scott Wedgwood, but they haven't uh, confirmed that yet. Uh, Tristan Jari in for Pittsburgh. All right. Uh, Oh, Ty Smith is out tonight tonight as well. Will Butcher is in. Uh, The assumption is that Will Butcher would take the Ty Smith power play minutes as well. So that's something pretty important to keep note of. Um, I, you know, obviously there's one, uh, super obvious line here. Uh, one line that is going to be probably top among the top three owned lines. So once you talk about that line first and then dig into the rest and see where else you might want to go. Yeah. I see the ownership on pit one. It's over 20%. Now, am I going to tempt fate and fade another chalk line? Like I did with Calgary yesterday. Yes. Because if they're going to match up with that Hughes, Sharon Govich line, that line has been so good for the Devils. They ran over, ran over the Rangers over the weekend. Now, that's not really saying much. Like, the Rangers' top line is good, but it's not elite Crosby good. But they, they like, shut them out good over the weekend. So, like, at 20%, yeah, at a 3.7 total, if you want to play them, sure. If it was Blackwood, I would completely fade them. But if it's the, what's giving me pause is Wedgwood or A.A. Ron Dell. Like, you don't mess up A.A. Ron. Like, the goalies are just so bad. Like, I don't know. I think I'm still going to fade him. We just got an ownership run redone, and their ownership went up. Uh, they're probably, like, the the most elite. They're, they're the elite line on the slate tonight. So, like, I totally get it if you want to go all in on them. Personally, I'm going to fade them and just hope that that chalk line doesn't crush me and the Hughes-Sharangovich line keeps them in check. Where I like Pittsburgh tonight is the second line, McCann, Carter, Zucker. They're going to get, you know, Andreas Janssen and Heischer. And Heischer just came back from injury. Andreas Janssen's had a terrible season. Uh, so, you know, I really like the second line. If, you know, McCann's on power play one. Um, I, I really... <laughs> It's funny because it's a Jeff Carter line, but like I, I think you know McCann has been great since Malkin has has gone out. Um, you know, if it gets you, you know, exposure to a really high total, it gets you off that chalky line. They're going to come in way under owned. They're in a better matchup, so I, I really like this pit second line. McCann's on the top power play. You get Carter and Zucker on the secondary power play. Um, so yeah, that's where I'm going to go for Pittsburgh on the Devil side. I really like that top line, but it's just tough in the Crosby matchup. Like they've been so good at generating chances, but this is just, this is one of the the toughest matchups they have. So it does give me some pause. If you're making, I don't know what the MME is like 90 max, hundred max at this point. If you're, if you're making around a hundred, I think you can have a handful of NJ one for sure. Like they didn't score against the Rangers, but they outchanced them badly. So I think you can have a little bit there because they're super cheap. Uh, they're, 
you know, <laughs> their price lets you fit in anyone you want. And then going down the lineup, you know, I, I don't really like much of their depth. If you want to one off a, a Heischer, he's a little pricey for me. So I, I think, you know, I may one off a Miles Morningwood. He may rise up at 4,200 on the top power play. So, uh, yeah, that's where I go for the Devils. But it, this is a pit two game for me. I actually can't believe you said that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Miles Wood was the guy I was looking at from the New, New Jersey depth. Um, I agree with you. That Koken and Sharon Govich Hughes line has been really good. One thing that, like, it looks like Jack Hughes got benched last game. Um, I don't know if it was a benching or an injury. I'm sure chat will tell us. Um, and they had morning skate today, but they didn't. And Hughes was off the line and they didn't have morning skate today or they had morning skate. It's just the beat writers didn't provide lines. So just watch that lines could be different at warm up because we don't have lines from this morning. But I agree with you. That line for New Jersey has been really good. The thing is, is they're coming in over a home, which I couldn't believe. I look at our uh, ownership run. We have them four and a half, four point four percent top two stack, four point nine percent ownership share. Like it's fine to use them. Like if the top two stack is four and a half percent, they come in at five percent. Like that's fine. But it, like, more people are going to be on on New Jersey than I would like. So, like, I think I, I wouldn't say no to, to using a five percent line. I just think that there's there may be more people on them than we realize, especially where they're so cheap. So. I might be out on New Jersey here. I like that Pittsburgh two call. I actually had them written down um, mostly because of their price. Um, it's something we talk about often on this show. If you have a team in a great spot with a high total like Pittsburgh is tonight, a good way to avoid ownership is to jump down the lineup. So a full Pittsburgh two stack is a good way to avoid that heavy ownership. Uh, so I don't mind doing that. I think a good way to get a bit different here tonight is just full on Pittsburgh power play stack. Uh, Pittsburgh's power play has been really, really good of late. Um, Pittsburgh has been top five over the last three weeks, which has been basically the entire span without Evgeny Malkin. And over those three weeks, New Jersey is last, dead last in the NHL on the penalty kill in almost every respect. So uh, another way, if you want to get different, is just full on Pittsburgh power play stack. So I agree with you on Pittsburgh too. I just think myself personally here, the way I'm building lineups tonight, I might just full power play uh, Pittsburgh one. Uh, well, full power play stack Pittsburgh one, uh, I should say. On the blue line, old Mikey Matheson is a guy that always jumps out to me uh, for the Penguins. Still under 4K, which I find reasonable in this matchup. Uh, Will Butcher probably getting PP1 minutes for New Jersey is interesting to me. Is there anybody else that's jumping out here? Not really. I mean, I agree with Matheson, especially if you're using Pit 2, he correlates with Carter and Zucker quite well. Tang, obviously, if you're using Pit Power Play. Uh, Severson's okay, but, other, you know, unless you're using NJ1 for, like, Power Play with Butcher, I think I'm going to be off the Devils defenseman. Okay. Uh, in net, I'm probably not using either goalie. Like, I think there's a case to be made uh, for Wedgwood or Dell if it's Weddell because they're 7,000 or 6,800. Uh, so I think there's a case, especially where, pit, you know, between pit one and pit two, you might see a third of entries have some sort of Pittsburgh stack. So I don't have a problem using the New Jersey goalie, but I'm probably going to be off both goalies in this one. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, a few seasons ago, I was beating the drum for Aaron Dell to be the starting Sharks goalie over Marty Jones, but that's more of an indictment on Marty Jones than it is how good Aaron Dell is. So 
Yeah, if you want to use Dell and NJ correlated lineups, if it is him, he's under 7,000. Other than that, I, I have no interest in Yari at 83. All right. I agree with you completely on Jerry, at least. Uh, all right. Before we get moving, uh, we have free stuff up on the website today, like we usually do. We have free stuff almost every day. So free premium content up on Osmo.com for today. We have MLB ownership. We have golfer rankings. We have NHL player and stack rankings, and we have NBA player rankings. So if you need help with MLB, PGA, NHL, NBA, we've got some free stuff up on the site uh, to give you guys a little leg up. And don't forget, if, you don't, if you're not able to catch our Osmo uh, YouTube shows, just head on over to Osmo.com slash podcast to check out all our podcasts, most of them except for the live before locks. Uh, go up there so you can get them wherever you get your podcast. Just check out Osmo.com slash podcast for the latest. All right. We got three games left. Let's get to this first one. Uh, a replay from last night, Detroit 2.1 implied goal total going into Dallas. Dallas has a 3.3 implied goal total. Uh, like, like we talked about earlier, Dallas did the thing last night and uh, got some players there for us. Uh, how do you see tonight's game going? Uh, worries me about Rope hence it's a back-to-back. So I'm, I don't want to say he's going to be out, but I'm treating Dallas like he's going to be out. <laughs> <laughs> we won't know until eight o'clock. It's not a, it's not a lock right at seven thirty or at seven p.m. Eastern. It's an eight thirty p.m. Eastern game. I don't, I don't remember the last time Rope played a back-to-back, so it does worry me a little bit. Uh, and his price is sixty-six hundred, so it's like. Not like you could just be like, oh, I'm going to swap to Jamie Ben. There's only a $200 price difference. It's a big price difference. So it does concern me that Rope is going to be out, but that may depress their ownership. And it's, it's still a very good spot. Like, I don't know if the wings are going to go 11-7 again. Verona might be back in, but if Verona's back in, he moves to that top line. Then they'll for sure get the Radic Vasca line. So that just takes me out on the wings. Uh if Rope is in, I like Dallas one. If Rope is out, I like Dallas one. If it is Ben who moves up, um, but it could also be like Dickinson or something like that. We just don't know. It's one of those things where like. <sighs> New on Curiosity Stream, how do you connect a 16th century potato to limitless energy production? Could Napoleon's toothpick have a direct link to a machine that predicts the future? And how can a 1700s conch shell chart a course to humans connecting their brains to the internet? James Burke's visionary series, Connections, returns for a new generation. Experience all new Connections. With monthly, annual, and bundled plans, find the one that works for you at curiositystream.com. I want to play them, but like, there's not exactly an easy swap unless you want to like swap to the Canucks, which is a conundrum in itself. <laughs> uh, unless, I mean, like, unless you have like a swap to LA one, something like that, maybe you can do that. But I don't know. I made like, if I was MMEing, I would definitely build some Dallas star, like Dallas star lineups with hints in, but just have some swaps ready. Like, if you see he's out in warmups, if you want to put Ben in an upgraded defenseman or you want, you know, some Kings one or something else, like just, just have, have that ready because I'm not sure he's going to be in. So really this game is just Dallas one, maybe some Ben Gurionov. If Verona's in, I kind of like that Fosca line as a, as a uh, filler, they're going to be, you know, almost non-existent ownership. They'll get some minutes. Um, you know, they're kind of like 
Joel Erickson Eck light. They're not great offensively, but they're not bad. And they're, they really control the puck. So they will generate some chances and it is the wings. Yeah, it is Detroit. The game time decisions are really messing me up here because you're right. If, if I knew Verona was going to play with Larkin, I would actually have interest in Detroit one, even with that Fox matchup. If I knew that hints would be in, I'd have a lot of interest in Dallas one, but those are just things that we just don't know right now. Um, Interesting note between Dallas 1 and Dallas 2, even though it's a smaller sample, Dallas 2 has been playing exceptionally well. Like the, the Ben Dickinson Gurian offline, 3.1 expected goals for per 60 minutes, 5.4 actual goals for per 60 minutes. Now, like I said, it's a small sample. We're talking about maybe four games worth of ice time. But they've been playing really well, really well. And against Detroit, you know, you're going to get depth matchups from the Red Wings. And we're three weeks left in the season, and Detroit's a lottery team. Their depth matchups are basically AHL matchups at this point. Um, so I really like Dallas, both their first and second lines. I, I'm not as big on the third line um, as you are, but I really do like the first and second lines. I just don't know how to play them. And, like, you talk about the swaps. Like, I think L- – uh, I think uh, Dallas one is about 20 K a little under 20 K in total. And uh, LA one is considerably cheaper, like 18 K. So like you can swap to them, but you're going to be leaving, I don't know, 1500, 2000 on the table. So that's kind of the tough thing here is that if you play hints and he's out, um, you're kind of boned. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like you, you, you have to go to Toronto and probably ble- probably play a broken line or a PP two stack or something like that. So like, that's the danger of playing any Dallas here tonight. I think I'm going to take the risk. I think it's worth it because I think I can, there are some Toronto swaps that I can make. Uh, we're going to talk about that game in a second. So I'm going to be in on Dallas two here tonight or Dallas one. Sorry. Um, Okay. I don't have any problem playing Dallas too. Both lines are fine. Uh, on the blue line, Haskinen, I'm always on the Haskinen train uh, as a one-off. Essa Lindell has been playing more than John Klingberg of late, though. And Lindell is a guy that can both shoot and block shots. Uh, what do you like for defensemen in this one? Yeah, I like Haskinen. Uh, Klingberg's more of the guy like I'd use on the power play stacks. Um, I know Haskinen's on there, too, and he's a little bit more – He's cheaper than Klingberg, but Klingberg is the one who really will shoot the puck on the power play. Haskins more of a one-off for me. Lindell, if you're using Dallas two or as a one-off, I really like. On the wing side, you know, there is not much there, and I probably am going to be off them. <laughs> I kind of agree with that. Uh, looking in goal, uh, Jake Ottinger starting. Nobody projected for the Red Wings. Um, I think it was it was Grice last night, if I'm not mistaken. So it would probably be, be uh, Bernier here tonight. Um, I don't mind playing Bernier, like, truthfully, especially uh, where he's coming in, where he's 7,200. I think he's the cheap goalie I might use tonight. What do you think? Yeah, I agree. Bernier is definitely the better goalie on the team. Uh, hints may be out. Those lines may be jumbled. So I think you can definitely play some Bernier. Onger at 8,200, it's going to be a pass. Yeah. Okay. I agree with that. All right. Next game coming up, we have we have the Toronto Maple Leafs with a 3.7 implied goal total going into Vancouver. Vancouver with a 2.3 implied goal total. Uh, everybody saw Vancouver beat this Leafs team a couple of days ago in one of the funniest games I've been able to watch this year. It was just so much fun to watch. Um, big news, 
Uh, Willie Nylander was supposed to be out tonight uh, as a team punishment for missing a meeting, but the coach said that he's actually going to be in. So I guess he's coming in on the second line. He'll be back on the top power play unit. Uh, Ilya Mikheyev, day-to-day for Toronto. Rasmus Sandin, uh, game-time decision. All right. Oh, Alex Edler suspended for that hit on Zach Hyman, and Zach Hyman also (laughs) injured. This is a mess. What do you like? Yeah, this this game is just wildly bad it's funny because like everyone on what was it sunday was like oh the leafs are gonna win 13 to 1 and i we both were like yeah this is a game do you guys remember this team <laughs> losing to the Pony driver? <laughs> like come on it was funny because like they just would not shoot the puck from the slot no i don't know like, what they were doing so many times they would have the puck and try to make a five foot pass to create a different shooting angle and it just blew up in their face every time Anyways, puck on that, and it's probably gonna be Braden Holtby again. So like, he's just not good. Edler's out, so like Tyler Myers may not leave the ice at all. Like they're gonna have to like scoop him up with the ice scrapers at the end of the game. <laughs> but yeah, like for Toronto, I think you know top line obviously makes sense. You want a power play stack that makes some sense. Like I, you want a power play stack and leave off Riley. That's fine. Uh, <laughs> Riley has anyone played more empty power play minutes than Morgan Riley this season? Like I can't not not a power play one defenseman, that's yeah. for sure. Yeah, maybe Kevin Shattenkirk, but the, <laughs> yeah. every, everything's empty on the Ducks. Like, <laughs> like Morgan Riley should be having a great season. Like he's just not. Like he's having a bad bad season. So like I don't mind doing Toronto one. I don't mind doing like a Matthews Marner Tavares Nylander Galchenyuk five man. You can leave off Galchenyuk. You want a four man. The power play wingers. That's fine. Um, you know, I don't mind that second line too. You know, Nicholas Robertson, he's kind of, uh, I don't want to say like a fan favorite, but he is one of the guys on the Leafs that we like to play. There it is again, Vots. Clip it. We love to see it. Nicholas Robertson, uh, min price, but you know, that's, he br- brings down the price on that second line. Tavares, Nylander, power play one. You know, the, the Canucks, are still really banged up from COVID. Uh, I'm not really sure why they're continuing with the season. I, I mean, I do know why it's all money. Money drives the bus, but, you know, they're going to finish it out. So I really like that Leafs top line, Leafs second line, Leafs power play. On the Canucks side, like, it's just, I don't know. Like, these the lines as they're constituted, like, I just don't like them. Uh, Hyman is out. Uh, I don't know. Like, if you want to do like a two-man Miller Besser, it's it's a little bit pricey, and they they may be a bit overowned. Like, the Canucks ownership all season has been way higher than it should be, and it drives me bananas because you know they have like a they have a two point three total, so it's not great. Like, if you want to use one off Horvat or two man with Pearson, but like their ownership's like eight nine percent. Like, it shouldn't be that high. If they're three four percent, I probably have some. But in two point three total at that ownership, I'm probably going to be off the Canucks skaters at least. There's there's going to be some defensemen that I like because the minutes, but as like the the lines, probably going to be off them. Yeah, I'm off uh, Vancouver entirely in this game. I just uh, I, I they didn't even like. Let's face facts. They didn't look good in that game on Sunday. They got ran over. It's just Brayden Holby played out of his mind, and that happens sometimes playing hockey. And without Alex Edler, like probably their best defenseman right now, um, this I like this is probably going to go very poorly here tonight. I don't even have a problem Toronto power play stacking. Like if you want to use like just the super expensive four Toronto forwards and then look for a dumpster diving uh, stack elsewhere, 
I have no problem with something like that too. I think this game is all about Toronto. So I will say I do like Toronto too. I think, you know, we slag on, on Tavares quite a bit and he hasn't had a great season, but I think he has really come around over the last month or so. Like I wrote it up last week at Dauber hockey, where I write about season long hockey, how his individual expected goals has starting to climb, uh, you know, at his career norms, you know, he's starting to shoot the puck, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, I don't mind, um, that Toronto second line. And I'm going to use the narrative of Willie Nylander sleeping through a team meeting uh, to give him some extra incentive to score here tonight Uh, on the blue line. Like I think Tyler Myers is absolutely in play at 4,500. Like he's, he has to play 30 minutes. He might end up blocking. He might end up blocking more shots than Vancouver has shots on goal here tonight. So uh, I do like uh, Tyler Myers, 4,500. On the Toronto side, remember, they said Rasmus Sandin is a game-time decision, so uh, watch for the Toronto Blue Liners. Like, there really isn't anybody on the Toronto Blue Line that I want to use. Like, if I was going to use anybody, I would just go all the way down to Brody or Hull or something like that. I don't like paying over 5K for Toronto defensemen. Yeah, I mean, if you want to put in Riley with the power play, go for it. Not something I'm particularly interested in doing. And after that, like Muzzin's too expensive for me. So I'm probably off the Leafs defenseman. Yeah, I like that. Uh, we love celebrating subscriber here, success here at Osmo. Uh, if you bank some bigger contests, send your screenshot to our Osmo Hoff account or to any of our Osmo social accounts showing your bank with the Osmo avatar on your DFS profile. And we'll be sure to shout you out. Uh, if it's a top three in a contest with over 5,000 entries, you can win a free month of Osmo Plus Platinum, provided you have that avatar uh, in your DFS uh, profile. Just hit up Osmo.com slash announcement slash avatar for full details. All you have to do uh, is just get a top three in a big contest with our avatar, and you have a chance to win a free month of Osmo Plus Platinum. Uh, compounding, winning with winning. Uh, we love to see that, don't we, folks? Uh, all right, final game. Anaheim, 2.5 implied goal total going into Los Angeles. The Kings have a 2.9 implied goal total. Uh, the one big note here is that uh, the Kings have been off for a week. They had a couple games uh, against Colorado. Colorado had their games postponed for COVID issues, obviously. So the Kings have been off for a week, but it hasn't been their own COVID issues. It's just the way that the schedule has had to work out. So they've effectively just been resting for like the last five or six days. Uh, what do you like in this one? Uh, not much. <laughs> this game is pretty brutal. It's a five and a half total. It's the Ducks. Uh, if you want to go to that top line, I would like the Kings top line more if they're fully correlated on the top power play. Maybe they go back to that. I just know before their little, you know, retreat, you know, Iofalo and Brown are on the second power play. They're kind of mixing it up. But, you know, if they're back on the top power play, I don't mind them, especially if you need to swap off of Dallas one offenses out. I think you can go to Kings one. Other than that, like maybe an Adrian Kempe one off, but I, I really don't have much interest in the Kings tonight other than that top line. On the Ducks side, you know, Kopitar is probably going to get the Henry Kynan Silverberg matchup. You know, the Kopitar matchup isn't what it was, but that, you know, with the ice time the Ducks have with their skaters, it takes me off that line. If I was going to use a line on the Ducks, it would be Comtois, Steele, and Raquel. They're going to get depth of the Kings, which can be had. They're not very good defensively. Uh, if it is quick and net, that makes me like them a little bit more. You don't have to play Steele, but, you know, Comtois, Raquel, uh, two-man is quite nice. I know Niehaus is going to be excited to hear that and lock him right in. Uh, but – you know, th- you know, this game doesn't really interest me too much. There might be some stuff on the blue line that I like, but as you know, 
the lines on both sides. I'm not a huge fan of this game. Yeah, I will say you're right. They did split up the power play. Uh, the LA Kings won guys on the power play, but I love this LA Kings matchup. Um, I think it's a great matchup. Um, that Henrik Silverberg line under 40% expected goal share. I really, really like Kings one here. Um, the problem is they, they're just split up on the PP. Um, that's kind of the issue. But they're cheap enough to use, so I'm fine using Kings one. All right, uh, Josh, we're going to wrap it up here. Be, I'm going to ask you uh, for your hat trick pick for this evening. My hat trick pick uh, coming from the Pittsburgh Penguins. Ugh, I can't believe I'm saying this because I've used him twice, and I don't think he has a goal yet. But a third time's a charm, Jake Gensel. What do you have? I'm going to say if – I'm going to say Willie Nylander. <laughs> Billy Nylander. All right. Uh, you heard it here. Jake Gensel and Billy Nylander are your hat trick picks. Make sure to like and subscribe. Subscriptions really help. Uh, good luck out there tonight, everybody. And we will see you again here tomorrow. Looking for a fun way to win up to 25 times your money this football season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of statistics, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and an enormous selection of players and stat options are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million football fans who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com/get100 and use code GET100. That's code GET100 at prizepicks.com slash get100 for a first deposit matchup to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.